Welcome back to episode three of the Ice Cash Report. Tim and I are here to finally, it seems like it's been forever, but it's just been a week off, a weird bye week after the first game. Uh, the Penguins, Tim, come home to standoff finally. Uh, the YSU will have their home opener Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock as the Penguins welcome Howard to town. Yeah, it kind of felt like a uh, preseason game almost mm-hmm. down in uh, Alabama two weeks ago because you didn't continue it this past week. But Howard's in town, and the Penguins will be on the field at the Ice Castle and looking to continue the season of turnarounds, looking to go 2-0. and You know, there's there were some positives to take out of that first game that we hope to see improvement and continued growth. In game number two. You know, it's obviously a young team. 53 freshmen on the roster this year. Um, it's their first chance to play in front of our crowd. Uh, you'd expect a nice crowd. It's supposed to be nice weather. I think everybody saw what we could do against Sanford. That should have everybody excited. And it's a team that, on paper, you should handle. After last year, we know that we can't do that anymore. Tim, let's get into Howard a little bit. Howard comes in 0-1. Uh, they drop the opener to Maryland 79 to nothing. Granted, that's Maryland. Maryland has a really good quarterback in Josh Jackson, who transferred in from Virginia Tech. If you look at the box, we'll watch a little bit of the game. There's not much of anything that went right for Howard. So they're going to come in hungry. They're going to come in hungry and motivated. Um, because their backs were against the wall, they know they probably shouldn't win this game. You know, you, you guys suit up and play the team that's in front of you next. Howard was embarrassed last week mm-hmm. uh, on the road in Maryland. However, they were playing extremely up, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was a money game for them. They knew that going in. It's it's a program builder. They got a tough start of the season yeah. playing uh, Maryland and YSU both on the road. It should be interesting to see. I'm really interested to see how they grow from week one to week two. And the same with the Penguins. Now, the Penguins have also had two weeks to prepare. So, it will be interesting to see. A lot of coaches will tell you going into a season, some of the biggest growth you'll see of a football team is between week one and week two. Because now they have actually experienced the, the thrill of the game and going in and getting back into practice and the routines of school and mm-hmm. everything that goes on with it. So I'm kind of curious to see how both teams react. I'm more interested in see how YSU reacts because of the layoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, their school started you know back in August with the, at the semester. So it's interesting to see how it all begins and how they all handle this you know in-between week. And I'm really interested to see how Howard make any adjustments to their program or to their office, their defense, after, you know, what happened last Saturday in Maryland. So, it should be an interesting week of, uh, you know, of matchups and how both coaching staffs handle uh, coming into this week. Yeah, obviously, I don't think there's anything as YSU fans, we can look at the Howard-Maryland game and say, you know what? Uh, because, it, like you said, it's a money game. They're playing way up. It looks like they're going to try to run the spread. Uh, they they played three quarterbacks, and I heard that they'll probably do some of the same against us. Um, Kalen Newton is our starter, Cam Newton's younger brother. They struggle to throw the ball, so they're probably going to try to come in, and my guess is utilize their athletes in space and a little misdirection, counters on the run. 
Uh, for the Penguins, I think it's pretty simple, Tim. Uh, let's just get right into the keys. Um, win the line of scrimmage. Yeah, we said that week one against Sanford. Win the line of scrimmage up front offensively and defensively. Uh, this is a team that you should be able to run against for 200, 250 yards. My second key, let's see the passing game develop. Not saying we threw the ball poorly against Sanford. We took what they gave us. Nate Mays, like you mentioned, Tim, hit a, a couple of nice shots deep down the field. Uh, let's see Mays and Craycraft continue to develop down the field. And let's see if the Penguins can't get some uh, continued production from the receiving core that people on the outside said was weak. People on the YSU's camp said that's not the case. Uh, Samuel St. Cern looked pretty good, so the Penguins have some momentum there. And let's see, Tim, if the defense can continue where they left off because they dominated Sanford the whole game. Yeah, I think when you look at the defense, there's the first key. How does your front seven hold up against this uh, team from you know from Howard mm-hmm. in a Washington D.C. area? How they handle some of the uh, the the sets that they're going to see, the running, uh, the wide openness mm-hmm. of uh, Ron Prince's uh, team, and going from there. Now, as I'm going to go back to the same keys I've had yep. before, quarterback play. Yep, continued growth of Mays is important. Obviously, getting a Brandcraft into the game mm-hmm. and seeing how he develops. I think that is going to be key all season long for the Penguins. So, continue quarterback play. Uh, I like to see Mays be more accurate in this. I game. agree. Uh, obviously, he had a great game last week. Give him credit where credit is due. Yes. He played very well. Uh, he ran the ball, he's seen the field well. His Some of his passes were. Typical maze, mm-hmm. meaning that either overthrown or underthrew a few passes. But when he was on a dime, he was on the dime. Yes, he was. He made a lot of key and throws on the so dime. I think the continued growth of the quarterback play is going to be key uh, as the season grows. In the first four games, we're going to find out what type of growth he can have. Yep. Can we see continued growth week in and week out going into this season and into uh, conference play? And that's where I want to see development on this team. The running game, I honestly believe, will be there throughout the season because this team mm-hmm. is built around the run. And what's great is that you have a running quarterback. Yes. You have a quarterback who can be an option at you know in different plays. So you have really an interesting uh, group of uh, opportunity and players coming up. So uh, that's my second key is quarterback play. That brings you to the offensive line. Yep. The offensive line must fire off in his blocks, no assignments, and keep Howard off of Mays and let him be able to be in the pocket or move to his left, move to his right when the scenarios are there and find open yes. receivers, his secondary receivers. If that's the running back or if it's the tight end, whatever the case may be, I think that's going to be key for the, the Penguins. Uh, in this game and going forward, continued growth. Every week is a new challenge. Each week is a great unto itself as you move forward in the season. You don't look back as much as you look forward. So I think those are the things. The the front seven on the defensive side, the front the offensive line, and how they were able to continue to grow, fire off their blocks, make holes to, for the running game, and to keep Mays clean. In the pocket. 
and that will be the key. And then the continued growth of the quarterback, uh, Mays and Brancroft, because yep. I think we're going to see them both. Yep. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Obviously, they're two different styles of quarterbacks. They're similar style. Let me rephrase that. They're different skills. Yes. Yes. And it will be interesting to see what those skill sets are able to do uh, with their newest challenge against the Bisons. Yeah, this is, you know, it's pretty simple. Let's let's come out, establish our physicality, and let's, let's not let them hang around. Let's... Let's come out strong, kill any will that they had, and do not let this team hang around. Because we saw what happened last year when you let a team hang around, you give them confidence they believe they can win, and you do, do not want to repeat a Butler. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this team has a better focus. I think they're more engaged and energized. Uh, but I think a big key is coming out establishing your will on on the offense and defense and removing any doubt early. And let's, you know, like you said, let's get up early and let's let Mays and Craycraft continue to develop. You know, they're facing it. This is an interesting matchup of coaches. Because both these coaches have coached in the NFL and been head coaches at Division One schools and have had ups and downs in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously I would say Bo's been on more of a up mm-hmm. swing most of his career, but he's been rebuilding himself in a sense uh, from the time he left. You know, you look at Prince, you know, here's a guy who uh, succeeded uh, Bill Snyder at Kansas State at one time. Yes. You know, the first time. You know, was very much heard of as a young coach, an opportunity to succeed early into his tenure he was replaced and you know and Snyder came back so he then had to rebuild his career went to the NFL was an offensive coordinator and his offensive guy for the Detroit at one time and last year was part of the Michigan staff mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see how he handles this this is his chance to rebuild his own image you know this is a job that he wanted and this is a job that he sought off, you know, a rebuilding type scenario with Howard. So I'm really interested to see how they they come in, what focus they have, and how they uh, they handle the, the the Penguins, who themselves coming off a disappointing season last year, but who has had success under their current coach in Bo Pelini. Yeah, this is. Ron Prince and Bo Pliny probably know each other from the days in the Big 12. I believe Prince was at Kansas State while Bo was at Nebraska. So the familiarity is there. Uh, this game is pretty simple. Bo always says it's about us. It's about what we do. It's about who we... It's about if our guys execute the game plan. It's not really about the opponent. Also, we respect our opponent. But I think this game speaks to that. If we come out and we execute our game plan and we focus on us... I think the Penguins should be all right, and we should uh, go to 2-0. Uh, this is a red out. The uh, university announced a couple days ago that YSU will wear all red, and they're urging people to wear all red. So I'm going to take my 30 seconds to get on my soapbox here and urge the community to come out. You said you want a team that's more energized and a good team. You want a winner. Now, this team was on national TV and blew out a team that has had six straight winning seasons. Ohio State's at noon. You have two hours, you can come on down. Tickets are cheap. 
Let's come on down. Let's wear red. Let's be proud. And let's kick the crap out of Howard. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I think I think people will show up. I really do. I agree with that. Uh, I'm not saying a sellout or anything like no. that. I just going to tell you, I believe uh, it's going to be a good day on a Saturday afternoon, and people are going to come out to watch this team play. And it should be fun, and it should be entertaining. And I love the idea of a red out. I, love I do the too. Idea of getting fans involved, and it should be you know opportunity. Now, what I want to see these are the things I want to see in the game. I want to see Youngstown State establish himself in the first quarter early. Exactly, take control of the game early, defensively or offensively. Whoever, whatever happens first. Mm-hmm. Let's say the defense hits the, the field first. I'd love to see a three and out. out and force them to punt the ball away and then get good field position, wherever that may be. And then the offense, take control of the game right away, run their scripted plays mm-hmm. they want to do, and march down the field and score. And, and establish right away that they're in control of this ball game. I think that will be a big momentum boost in this ball game. And not kind of just step on their throats right away. Yep. Don't give them any idea that they can play with Don't you. let Butler happen again. Exactly. Well, just don't let anybody believe that they can stay with you and that a couple plays break their way. Mm-hmm. So you know, exactly. It's a tie ball game going overtime or anything yep. like that where anything can happen. Or a big play where, let's say, a 35-45 yep. yard touchdown pass you know, kind of a, a Hail Mary type thing mm-hmm. happens. So, I would love to see why she would defensively come in and get get going right away, make the stop in the offense, take control of the ball game right away, or just the opposite. The offense goes out mm-hmm. and gets the opening kick, marches downfield, gets into the end zone, and the defense then comes out and gets a three and out and puts them in great field position to extend their lead. Either or, whatever the case may be, you know, depending on the coin flip and who gets the ball first and what decisions they make, I think that would be the primary thing. And my gut feeling is if YSU wins the toss, they'll go on defense first. Yeah, I agree. I think, honestly, with Bo being a defensive guy himself, I think, it, you know, if we win the toss, we're going to defer. I agree 100%. Let's come out. Let's start strong. Kill any hope that they have. Um... Let's jump up on them early. Let's get a lot of young guys some action and maybe develop our depth. Uh, it's a game on paper. You should win handily. The games aren't played on paper. We know that. Um, I'm excited. I think, like you hit the nail on the head, Tim, I think we're excited, obviously. And I think the community is excited, too. I thought the Sanford game on national TV, and you dominate them, I think that's going to have the community energized and excited to come watch this football team. Uh, so like you said and I've said, it's pretty simple again. Quarterback play and come out and establish your will early and impose it on them. Uh, Tim, that will do it here for Episode 3 of the Ice Cash Report. As we both foresee a Penguin win and a 2-0 start. I think it's pretty safe to say you're picking the Penguins to win. Absolutely. I'm picking the Penguins to win. Uh, the tips are in. It's the Penguins over Howard. I am trying to find my Pete the Penguin head right here like Corso would. But um, Tim and I will be back Tuesday 
to break down what hopefully is a 2-0 start for the Penguins and preview the Duquesne Dukes, a playoff team from a year ago that went to the second round as they come to Stanbaugh Stadium on September 14th at 2 o'clock. Once again, Penguins and Bison Saturday at 2 o'clock at Stanbaugh Stadium. Wear red and be loud. So, So for Tim, I'm Anthony. You've listened to Episode 3 of the Ice Cash Report. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.